This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. I talked a lot about the wedding that I went to over the weekend yesterday. I promise you that I'm going to stop talking about it after this segment, because it really was a beautiful day filled with love and beyond the good eats, the drinks and the dancing, the wedding had a special vibe to it. It was very do-it-yourself. And that requires a lot of creativity and hard work to ensure the decorations and the venue have those tasteful DIY touches. Couple examples, homemade centerpieces, other flower arrangements, string lights, and even a shed that was built to house the bar. We're talking full-blown building of a shed, woodworking, carpentry. It was amazing. I emceed the affair. I used my talents in the way that I know how to use my talents. It didn't have me building anything, which was very smart. But it got me thinking, do creative people get roped into taking DIY projects from their friends? So let's bring in Clover Thursday to find out and find out what Clover thinks. Hey, good morning, Clover. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I mean, it sounds like you had a good time. I had a very good time. I had a very good time. It's made me very sassy. So that's that's what the world needs, a sassier Dave Brown. Uh, Clover, you are a very, very talented artist and a very talented designer. Do you find that your friends will reach out to you for some of their own DIY projects? Yes, I think it's just par for the course. <laughs> but, you know, I think a lot of people just are like, oh, if they know a creative person or an artist, they're like, oh, I, it's going to be my good lecture. This is going to help me, like, my my project be successful. So yeah. I've definitely um, helped out a lot. <laughs> oh, and don't get me wrong. As a creative person, when someone asks me to MC something, like, I am I'm more than ecstatic to do so. Because if I can lend, if I can lend a hand to someone who needs a hand, it makes me feel good. So what are some kind of projects that uh, your friends or family have a uh, reached out to you for your help with you know what's really funny ironically quite a few things that have things to do with weddings like i feel like weddings is a big diy hotspot. so i've done some stuff for my own family i did um sort of designed and created like the gift box uh, accepting box i suppose of my brother's own wedding um i've done like designed stickers and little like badges for my friends like bachelorette parties things like that so kind of like those those kind of design projects that are very wedding related, which is funny. (laughs) Why do you think that DIY aesthetic is so appealing to folks, maybe especially around weddings, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, et cetera? I think it's the thing of like, well, first of all, it's it's cheaper, like usually, (laughs) theoretically, (laughs) ideally. (laughs) Yeah. If you're about to pay a hundred dollars a plate to feed your friends, you know, maybe we can save a dollar or two. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something really, like, rewarding um, about, like, creating a DIY. And especially for, like, people's weddings, which is such a personal thing, or even just parties and things. Like, it's such a personal thing that, like, you have that, like, control when you're, like, making it yourself. 
Um, so I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to the idea of like DIYs and like, you know, getting their friends together and like making it a whole process. And like, I, I, I get that. It's very appealing. Mm. I, I, I don't mean to imply that do it yourself is less formal or comes with lower expectations. Gosh knows for somebody's wedding, you really don't want to be uh, mailing it in, <laughs> but is there a sense of freedom when you design under sort of that condition, that space in the do it yourself DIY space? Yeah, I think so. Like, again, it's that idea that, you know, it's almost part of most of DIY's aesthetic, that it's something that's done by hand and it's something that doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. And that kind of like those those small mistakes can kind of show through. Um, and, you know, it's a, a conversation thing. But I think that's why a lot of people just feel like a lot of freedom when they're doing it. Um, and again, usually because it's not ideally not too expensive but i think it's that it's that idea that people just love um a, like a making something and it's less pressure because they made it yeah yeah <laughs> well i'll tell you uh when i walked into that shed that my friends built there's certainly some pressure there because you don't want the shed collapsing <laughs> on people yeah. that's housing the bar that would have really killed the vibe at the wedding and you know when we're talking about building a shed i mean this was this was like it, it was probably like 10 by 10 or 12 by 12 like it was big it was wow. like a real project here and as i mentioned that is outside my range of talents i did a little bit of woodworking in elementary school but I mean I was making little teensy tiny bookshelves like I wasn't building anything that had to be structurally sound have you ever considered learning a skill like woodworking or carpentry to tackle a, a massive project like that you know I I mean I'll always try like what any like any kind of medium like once um I funny enough I did try woodworking in high school because um I, one of my brothers is actually a carpenter um and he does a lot of like on his aside from making cabinets he does like a lot of like wood inlay and like things like that it's very beautiful but I was like oh yeah like I'm going to learn woodworking and I swear I probably nearly like killed myself like almost like <laughs> all, through, all throughout that class but I at the end of it I made a little, like a little grandfather clock or whatever and it was really satisfying and rewarding um I don't know if I ever do to such a scale bigger than that but definitely like having at least knowing my way around a drill is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, as I, as I reflect on it, I mean, it was the nineties when I was in, in elementary school, it was like 1994, <laughs> 1995. So it was, it was a long time ago. It was a different time, but I'm still not quite sure exactly how we were allowing grade four and grade five students to like hang out in a wood shop with like power saws and power sanders and drills. And even more particularly the blind student, like messing around with the woodworking. Like I, I, I think that like the lawyers were, quite consulted properly on this front you know the 90s right yeah it's the 90s <laughs> different time different time we were all just wandering about doing as we pleased uh clover what about some other forms of physical art as you said you're willing to try almost any different uh method a couple a couple times or at least once so have you ever thought about stuff like glass blowing or pottery anything like that absolutely and uh, i've done a little tiny bit of printmaking and screen printing and i'd love to do more actually but I think there's something just so I find personally so free, like freeing about doing like tactile art. That's really relaxing to me. Um, I think as someone with sight loss, sometimes it's just like, it's nice just to have that, that feeling of like working with something with your hands and it's very like touch led. Um, but I would love, 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 love to do pottery and try and tackle that pottery wheel and probably fling stuff all over the place, but it looks super <laughs> fun. <laughs> and, 
yeah, but I was, yeah, I, I honestly, I, yeah. <laughs> I was I was talking to some potters, potterers, potterers, potty, pot, potters, potterers uh, on the weekend, and uh, they were telling me they took it up during the pandemic, and they they live out in Prince Edward County now, and uh, they they said, oh yeah, I asked them, oh, do you have your own studio? And they said, Dave, do you know what it takes to have your own pottery studio? Apparently, the drainage is very important, and I was like, oh, I never even considered that again as we go through this journey of of Dave being very unartistically inclined. <laughs> uh, Clover, you, you used one expression there, and I promise you, last question, and then, then we'll let you go because I know you're busy today. Um. You mentioned screen printing. Is that like branding on, say, like T-shirts or even like other smaller items? Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of the that's kind of yeah the most like possible application of screen printing is T-shirts and tote bags. Uh, you can even like make pr- artistic prints that way as well. So like it's a really cool medium that I would love to like explore more and if i do end up getting a chance maybe i'll actually share some thoughts about that later nice. down the line who nice. knows and then we can then we can screen print some now with dave brown t-shirts and then we can really then we can really get somewhere here on this collaboration <laughs> hey. exactly finally it's paying off <laughs> <laughs> hey clover thank you for this we always appreciate you stopping by the show enjoy the next couple of weeks and we'll talk to you we'll talk to you down the road yeah take care have a good one that is Bye. clover thursday Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.